Hello, welcome to episode two of our podcast series on going electric at Contest Yachts. In the first episode, we were lucky to have uh, Contest Yachts CEO Ian Cunine here, and um, he ran through the, uh, the principles of the project, the concept. Uh, today, we're lucky again, we've got two guys very deeply involved in the project, and uh, we're going to be looking at uh, the much more detail we're looking further into this, and I'm going to make a real mess of sailor surnames, so forgive me if I scandalize the names. But we have Stefan Bayerle from Torquedo, director OEM business, and we also have Robert Weisala, um, who is Contest's head engineer in this area. Um, I think first though, what we'll do is, before we go into too much detail, we'll start with Stefan. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, Torquedo's background. People may well be familiar with the brand. Many will not. Many might know you from your very early days when you were uh, introducing the first electric outboards for small boats. And of course, now we're talking a totally different scale. Uh, so we'll talk with Stefan first, and then we'll come to Robert as well. Um, and uh, we'll go on from there. So please, Stefan, tell us a bit about Torquedo and also how you've arrived to be here with Contest. Okay, okay. First of all, for... Thank you very much for the invitation. It's really a pleasure for me to talk about uh, my company. As you might know, Torquedo launched first uh, products about 17 years ago. And up to now, we produced approximately 200,000 to the global market. Uh, we are the first in that section by producing electric propulsion system for environment-friendly boat cruising. And in, on the one side, we produce, we mainly produce in the low world section, uh, propulsion system for smaller vessels, sailing yachts and power boats. And after a long period of development, we now produce since 10 years right now, we now produce uh, high performance a propulsion system combined with energy management solutions. Mm -hmm. Well, that's quite a step up, isn't it? What were the key points in this move into the larger vessels? Yeah, the market requested more and more powerful propulsion systems. Not more complex uh, systems, but uh, we are forced to meet in a, in a better way the requirements, the expectations and the inquiries from the market side. Yeah, mm -hmm. And they request a fully integrated system. Therefore, this moves us a lot in the last 10 years, yeah, to develop such kind of beautiful propulsion systems in combination with, with, with economic uh, system management units. Okay. When you say fully integrated, what, what does that actually mean? It actually means that it's a modular structure system. That means we, we start with the propulsion itself. It, it it's always consists of an energy storage uh, a device like a battery and a motor. But around that, uh, we have to cover all these needs of, of hotel loads. We have to cover the different charging possibilities, recharging possibilities for our batteries like solar uh, charging, like uh, uh, hydrogen generation. This hydrogen generation, if you are uh, returning or rotating the propeller, this produces energy to recharge the battery. And this is really a beautiful thing. Yeah. So tell us also about coming to contest, coming into contest yachts, because I, you, this is not the first company to have your system aboard. 
But I think it, it may well be in this particular niche sector. Is that correct? Definitely. And that's why we reorganize, uh, we rebuild re, re our organization to focus more and more on the OEM needs, on the on the top boat builders around the globe. Explain yeah. OEM a bit. For yeah. Some people o may, not, may not be okay. familiar. OEM are the major, major boat builder on a, on a global view. Mm -hmm. They are boat builders who produce either semi-customized, customized, or serial uh, boats. Mm. And they are not, not a lot around the market. They are the, mojo, uh, the, they are the major parts. And therefore, we can't go ahead and simply sell our existing portfolio. Yep. It's much more important to meet these, these clients, these OEM partners on an eye level to listen, to simple listening in the first step, and then to create in a, in a very intensive collaboration and customized solution who fits brilliant into their beautiful luxury sailing products. So, for example, here, at what stage of the development of this, because the first page is going to be the, the Contest 50 CX. Yeah, yeah. Um, at what stage did the collaboration begin? Where, where were you involved from? It's absolutely necessary. It's mandatory, I would like to say. Uh, I want to express that we have to do an intensive collaboration at the early stage. Yeah. At the first step, we have to get a clear idea how contests build their boats. Yeah, yeah. Because this is this is mandatory to guarantee at the later stage a smooth integration of our system and to guarantee a hassle-free and long-term operation of our systems. Mm -hmm. Because I guess there's a big difference between going into a mass produ mass production boat Definitely. and a bespoke boat like here. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely right. The expectations from such kind of clients, let me call it like that, mm -hmm. is very, very high. Yeah. They always focus on requesting a fully, fully service uh, service network on a global view. Yeah, we should be able to, to cover all the needs during the operation in front of the building, within the building process and afterwards, mm -hmm. if they are cruising ocean-going sailing yards, we have to cover this, this, these systems and these needs. Okay, so let's look a little bit of that. Of what, what does global cover mean? Global cover means at one at the first stage we are able to uh, monitor our system continuously. And how do you so do that? We do that uh, by uh, remote devices, by over-air services. We provide over-air uh, wireless uh, updates, and of course diagnostic uh, routines. And we do this with our with our router system and, and wireless system and over the internet. That's intriguing. So I'm sitting in Fiji. Yeah. I, I've got I've, I've got a service issue. They are what that is at this moment. But yeah. I want to talk to somebody. But you can actually get inside the unit and actually really see Absolutely. from your base in Europe to my boat in Fiji. Yeah. And you can say. This is what it's doing. Absolutely right. And then you can get a technician there yeah. to resolve that as well. Yeah. In principle, you get our remote virtual uh, uh, technician on board if you allow us and if you acknowledge we lock in into the live system and we are for diagnostic reason for update reason or for troubleshoot yeah and this is all the first step and then we send our uh, out our, our our service engines we work with a global uh, network of service uh, partners and dealers and they they do the job on, on, on their premises and yeah dealing with our systems because they are used and trained for that. Okay, let's, I think now perhaps we should start exploring some of the, 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 the frequent questions that are asked about it. 
I'll stay with Stefan for a moment. I'm going to come to you, Robert, in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, one of the first questions, I suppose, is, is about the need of maintenance. Yeah, we've, we've now in this system board. Let's just recap on that for those who've not um, who who weren't tuned in to the first episode. But the principal units we have on board, we have the battery pack. Yeah, we have the torpedo drive, and we can run with just that because it's a huge battery pack. But if we're looking at going further, we would be having a diesel generator on board, which a blue water cruiser would be having anyway mm-hmm. as a standard practice. So we've lost one great big diesel unit, which was the main engine. So that's great. So with that gone, servicing is reduced. Diesel servicing is reduced to just the generator. Yeah. The drive unit itself, tell me about the maintenance on that, because we imagine that it's very little. There's, yeah, of course, you're absolutely right. I fully agree. This is really very little. It's, 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 you have just simple, just the, the drive unit as a, as a moving part. This uh, needs an inspection on a, on, a, on, a, on a yearly basis, just a visual inspection. And there are not other any other moving parts. There are system control unit. Yeah, this is the electronic. That's the intelligence behind. Mm-hmm. And there are, let me say, it, it's stupid energy uh, storage uh, device. The battery itself. Yeah. And all these companies are, are, are self-protected. That means if any issue happen with 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 increase of temperature and so on, our system automatically reduces the power to get rid of this. Yeah. And that means the maintenance is really, really, really well, very less less level. And by the end, it's a yearly inspection. That's yeah. All. Okay. Well, that that sounds very good. And again, it's instructed by the internet intelligence. Definitely, that's necessary. That's great. Okay. Let's go perhaps to the elephant in the room. I don't know whether that translates into Dutch, but it's the question of range. A lot of people, as soon as you talk electric, they talk about endlessly with cars that, you know, how far can I go? What's the limit? What can I do? So clearly in the water, we've, people are transferring that question across. So let's address range. So Robert, I know you've got some interesting data. You've done a lot of research into this. So tell me about this. Yeah, the range, of course, was our first question too, uh, where we wanted to know how far can the boat uh, get? Uh, is it really limited or maybe limitless? Uh, one of the big benefits uh, when sailing with an electric drive train is that you can regenerate energy. Uh, and if you can store that on board, you can use that energy back again to propulse the boat. And if you use your sailing boat enough with the sails, so you regenerate energy, then your range can be limitless because you store your uh, generated energy and uh, use it from time to time. Uh, for domestic appliances or for the propulsion system. So in that way, it is possible to to sail limitless with this kind of uh, drivetrains. But also, if you use it on on the regular way and uh, you do not uh, regenerate any energy when sailing, you just use it as a motorboat, for example, then the range, of course, is limited because the only energy supply that you have are the batteries. And the batteries, uh, yeah, on the 50-footer can be either 40 or 80 kilowatts. And when the battery is empty, yeah, then, uh, yeah, uh, the boat stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no energy to propulse the boat anymore. But we have the answer to that, don't we? Yes. Because what, what do we have on board? We have a... Yeah, we uh, have a generator on board that uh, produces uh, on the 50-footer 20 kilowatt of power. 
and that is enough power to keep on sailing on, on a proper speed uh, just on the generator. So the generator is making electricity, uh, which goes more or less directly into the uh, drivetrain, and then you can sail without any problem. Okay. Some, some people might ask, sorry to interrupt there, some people might ask a question. Well, if you've got a diesel generator, what's the difference between that and a main engine? But there's a big difference, isn't there? Both in terms of its uh, its function and its servicing. So tell us about that. Yeah, well, the big uh, advantage to have the diesel generator as the diesel device on board instead of an, a traditional engine is that the generator is always running on the uh, most efficient way. So the uh, a diesel engine, even though a normal one or within a generator. Uh, likes to run at around 70% of its power. Uh, that's the sweet spot. So it's the most energy efficient. On a traditional boat, the you do not sail at 70% of the speed <laughs> because that will be too fast. Yeah. Uh, but that is what the engine would like. Mm -hmm. Normally, it just runs on very low speed, and that's not good for the engine and on the long term, not for maintenance. The generator is always running on the speed that is the best for the generator. Uh, it produces at the moment a lot of energy, but it can be stored either in the batteries or be used directly on board for domestic appliances or to uh, for the drivetrain. That way you only switch on the generator when it's needed. Uh, so you charge up the batteries to 100% or to whatever level you like, and then the generator is stopped again. And uh, in the runtime, it was only running in the most efficient way. Yeah. Uh, that, that's very interesting. So really, we've got greater efficiency with less servicing. And that's not just of Stefan's electrical components. This is of the diesel components as well. Yeah. So we're really, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. We also did a, a small investigation about the range uh, because on the traditional systems, uh, no one ever asks about the range of the boat. So... With a traditional engine, no one asks the shipyard, okay, if we are here in uh, at the shipyard in Maidenblick and we want to go to uh, the Mediterranean, can we range that without refueling in the meantime? No one asks that question ever. But it's the first question if someone comes and asks about an electric drivetrain. Uh, so we did have a look. What is really needed? How far do we, if we have the generator on board and we use that energy to propulse the boat, uh, how far do we want to come? So we reversed the question and we set a target and then we did have a look, okay, uh, how much hours do we need to make with the generator to mm -hmm. make that uh, amount of energy and how much diesel fuel do we need therefore? Uh, and that resulted in a smaller uh, tank volume than on a traditional boat. Mm -hmm. it, it feeds the outcomes of, of, of range is weather conditions, water conditions. And I think you took those into consideration also, didn't you, in your yes. research? Yeah, that's right. Because uh, let's say if you open up the folder from any car builder, you would see a range that you probably will never achieve uh, if it's your own car. Uh, but we are building boats that need to go around the globe uh, in good and in bad conditions, of course. Uh, and we wanted to make sure that uh, what we tell our customers 
we can achieve in, in both situations. Because yeah, in a sailing boat, if you are in the open sea, mm-hmm. you cannot find shelter anywhere. Uh, so we did have a look together with uh, Tokido about uh, the range, the speed and the performance in let's say flat water conditions or in perfect conditions, uh, but also uh, in stormy conditions with uh, seven before of wind and the sea that is uh, uh, coming with it. And what is the range in that case? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would just use your drivetrain uh, to for electric sailing, uh, because when the wind is there, you probably will be sailing with our boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. But let, please let me cut in here. Yes, we are quite conservative if we calculate a, a new system. Therefore, we are always dealing with this worst case scenario yeah, yeah. at the first stage. Yeah, to be on the same side and to be prepared by the end. Yeah, to get rid of it. Um, let me add another uh, issue to this combination between diesel generator and our electric propulsion system because the real beauty behind is the full integration of this diesel uh, generator, this diesel DC generator because our system uh, fully controls the diesel generator and the electric propulsion and the hotel loads on an automatic basis always uh, focusing the most efficient the, the, the highest efficiency of the system mm-hmm. and therefore you, you can select as, as uh, the owner if you run in the so-called com- comfort mode, that mm. keeps you you free to to enjoy the environment, to enjoy cruising, styling cruising. Or if you wish, you can also change to power mode, yeah, to get the fully energy out of the of the generators and out of the battery in ver- bad weather conditions. Mm-hmm. But normally, is we re- recommend leave it like it is, go with the comfort mode because therefore. All our components, all consumers, and everything will be controlled by the system itself. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's look at it from the torpedo point of view. We've in the first episode we talked about that, that if you like the hard benefits, the hard engineering side of it, but then the softer side of it as well. So you, comfort, comfort, comfort mode. So let's talk about the comforts that electronic uh, electric propulsion yeah. brings with it. So vibration, noise. Yeah, that's a yeah, thanks for thanks for this question. Yeah, because this brings me to the yeah to the main benefit of an electric propulsion system. Electric propulsion or electric uh, mobility provides you a very clean, sufficient, quiet, and, and easy handle yeah. a solution. By the end, you focus much more uh, on the on the environment. You 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 closely connect the boater with the nature or the boater with with his friends and family on board. Because you are not uh, listen always this ugly noise of the combustion engine, mm-hmm. yeah. You 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 focus more to the nature. Yeah, that's the main beauty. And by the the second step, of course, this additional feature of hydro generation. If you are cruising, if you are sailing out of the ocean, you you moving through the water anyway, and therefore if you can live with a a little bit less speed. The ro- uh, the rotation of the propeller provides you more energy you need, mm-hmm. and this makes yeah long, long-range cruising under electric mode. Yeah, and we, we awesome. there's also additional hydro generation here, isn't there? It's not just on the regeneration from the propeller, main propeller. It's also putting unit with some in- yeah, integrated yeah. units. Yeah, we can also uh, mount uh, additional units to regenerate energy when sailing. 
Yeah. Uh, but it's something you also offer uh, on the traditional boat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's that's something we're used to doing already. Yeah. But here we're, we're integrating it with the Aikido system. Yeah. So again, it's all within your control system. Yeah, right. So it's all yeah. uniquely Fully controlled, which is great. Yeah. And what, what sort of scale of gen generation can one get up to? You mean how much power we yeah. can uh, generate? Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, that depends on the speed, but uh, normally from six knots, you start to generate uh, a proper amount of uh, energy, and the faster you get, the, the better. Yes, it very much depends on the propeller size, yeah. dimension, mm -hmm. pitch. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The hull resistance is another very yeah. Yeah. important uh, figure in that calculation. But this is something that we've worked on from from day one on this project, and I think also it's we can put not just uh, a single unit in integrated; we can put two um, hydro yeah. generators in. Yeah. So again, depending on requirement, you can go low or you can go high. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And what about? I mean, with the instant talk of an electric drive system, presumably maneuverability on the boat is is pretty good as well, isn't it? Definitely, it's much better in comparison to a combustion engine. We have to stress the, the combustion engine or standard engine much more mm -hmm. because the electric motor provides maximum torque from zero up to maximum speed. And yeah. That makes maneuvering much easier because they have much more push through the water. Yeah. And that, yeah, makes your life by the end, makes your life easier if you are mooring. So effectively, on a conventional boat, I throttle forward. I've got to wait for things to die down before I can throttle backwards. But with electric, it's just immediate counter counseling. Absolutely, I do not care about that. Yeah, so it's forward backwards. Yeah. It's a completely new experience to, to drive an electric propulsion system yeah, mm. because it's really easy to handle and it's simple. Yeah. Mm. You just push the button mm. instead of the ignition key, yeah, and then you, you go out and go in, you, you reduce, you, you accelerate. We do not care about any other side mm -hmm. side issues. Yeah, that makes it really easy. When the system is on, there's not something running on the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's on the traditional systems. Uh, yeah, first you switch on the engine, and then it's already there, mm -hmm. it's running, and before you can engage it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So instant help. Yes, instant ease, and that's what we like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um. Hotel services, we've got these great big banks batteries. We've got 40 or 80 kilowatt. And uh, in the first episode, we only just touched lightly on this. But tell me a bit more about the management of the hotel services and what, what this really means in terms of what you can run. In the old days, blue water, you you had gas on board. We don't have to gas on board now because we don't have halogen because of this. And tell me more about the technical side of this. Yeah, uh, no, we uh, really... Uh, modified electric system around the the drivetrain system because we have the big battery pack 40 or 80 kilowatt on board and it uh, would be stupid if we do not use that both for propulsion as for the domestic appliances uh, so the electric system on these boats uh, is really modified uh, therefore and for example uh, to run the air conditioning or uh, to cook your egg uh, we take the energy out of the, the big battery pack from Torquedo instead of out of a small surface battery pack. Mm -hmm. uh, so this makes that both for the air conditioning and all other appliances, 
we now have a battery pack that is 40 or 80 kilowatts big. Uh, so for example, when you are sailing uh, somewhere and you want to moor into a bay and you need to run the air conditioning or uh, use any other equipment on board, you can do that without switching on the generator or have something that needs to make uh, sound or noise uh, because the battery pack is that big, you can run for hours on it. Yeah. So and this, even so afterwards, this, sail back. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is, this is really, uh, it's a game changer really, isn't it? Because we've, we've already said, well, we've got rid of the main engine, but now in many instances, we've also effectively got rid of the generator. Generator is yeah. bought, but, but we're not using it. Use, uh, yeah. we're, we're not using it because we're relying on the battery pack. Yeah. And simple do not care about it because another issue of this national functionality of this comfort mode is that our system always take care to minimize the on time of the generators. For example, if the uh, state of charge in the battery is not full uh, during dinner, the, our system uh, switch on the generator before the night uh, period that you will get not, uh, you, you avoid any, any on time during the night. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's another issue of this, this system, definitely. Well, I mean, we're running out of time here and I could carry on this conversation for a lot, lot longer. It's been fascinating. Yeah, I want to, to address one thing, because if you are using the system, for example, for a day trip, uh, then you even would not uh, need a generator, no. uh, because you leave the marina with uh, batteries uh, that are fully loaded, and uh, you do not have to change to, to take that much power out of the batteries to use on one day. Yeah, yeah. okay. So it, it really covers all situations. Yes. It's a brilliant solution for day sailing. It's a Brilliant solution for world sailing. Yeah, indeed. Well, I mean, that, that's pretty good. Look, I think we're going to have many more conversations over the time on this. And I can see that this series is going to stretch out for more things. Great. But I really do thank you both for coming in today and letting us all know. So thanks, everybody, for watching and for listening. With your Whether you're online or whether you're uh, sitting down looking, catching up on this later. But thank you very much, everybody. And please do remember, hit subscribe wherever you are. And we'll keep you up to date. And Stefan Robert, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot.